I'm trying to log into my Sims. Really? <laughs> you better not be playing that the whole goddamn time. I was trying to get into my Minecraft, but I couldn't get into it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> that was very weird. I have a very good story. I'm listening. But I'm crafting all the time. <laughs> Actually, I'll probably have to update my Sims. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> It's updating. I'm gonna start banning two laptops for like the obvious one. Episode 12. Is it 12 or 13? 13. Yeah. We just did 12. Sorry, we're trying our new schedule thing, so it's probably going to mess up. Yeah, we're pre recording. We're pre recording like professionals. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my name's Kirsten and. My name's Sierra. And this is Killer's Crime and Coffee Podcast. Ooh. Yay. Woo. We're really trying to get this whole intro thing down. Yeah, we still sound super sarcastic. Sarcastic, sarcastic, sarcastic. Um, but it's totally fine. Also, we do want to apologize, which we forgot to mention in episode twelve, that episode 11's audio was absolute shit. Yay. Yeah. So um, there is a denoise button that is like default to be on, and I normally am pretty good at remembering to shut it off since I figured it out. But not this time. But not this time. So just remember, we do have full time lives outside of this. Yes. Sometimes the editing portion. Sometimes Kirsten messes up. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm the only one that does the editing, and okay. now I'm downloading the episodes too and putting in the info. Okay, so well, you I don't want to hear it. You <laughs> literally just come in here with your story and you record. So today I have a really fun story. Is it actually fun? It's actually quite interesting. It's something that I've been thinking about doing for like a while now. Uh-huh. And um, I was listening to an episode of, and that's why we drink, and they were discussing like this weird earth phenomenon that uh people thought were fairy rings so don't even get me started on the fae i am doing legends of fairies (laughs) this is my shit (laughs) (laughs) okay so i do want to make a shout out because some of the mini stories that they put in here are straight off of the website um so one of the main websites that i use was the Britannica website. Um, I can link them down in our description below. Um, but I have a few like mini s- description stories of certain types of fairies um, that I just took directly. Are you talking about fairies or the fae? Fairy species. I'm talking about legends of fairies. Okay, so like they're like part of the fae. So like we kind of go all over. Plus, I'm gonna go over a very infamous fairy story that. Uh, became public oh so, yeah so let's get going 
and get your hair in a bun, put your comfy clothes on, yeah. get your coffee. Put your oh, coffee. by the way, I am drinking a caramel macchiato with oat milk. What are you drinking? I'm still drinking a venti caramel room crunch that I was drinking in the last episode because we're filming it right after. Woo! Woo! Okay. We're, we're good like that. Yeah, we're doing really well. We're excited. Okay, so let's go! Let's get into it. I'm so excited. I'm excited. Fairies are mythical folklore that are small human-like creatures that have magical powers and live closely but sometimes secretly with humans. Yeah, don't mess with the fae. If you invite the fae in, you'll fuck your life up. <laughs> don't accept their gifts. Don't don't give them gifts. Got it. If they give you something, I you appreciate it, but you, you can't. You don't want it. Okay? Because <laughs> it will fuck you up. Okay. I'm just saying. For all you crystal girls. So, <laughs> some fairies can be seen as dwarf-like creatures wearing green clothes and hair and living underground or in collections of stones. Okay. Like cute. a fairy house. Cute, cute. So, some current characteristics of fairies. Uh, they are known to use their magical powers for evil or mischievous purposes. Mm-hmm. And also typically known as beautiful and delicate creatures in light-colored clothes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, the term fairy. Where does it come from, you ask? Fairy? I don't know. <laughs> the term fairy goes all the way back to the Middle Ages in Europe. Many stories of these creatures are written in songs from Sanskrit Gandharavia, which means semi-divine celestial musicians. Semi-divine. I want to be... I want a ti- I want that title. I want to. I want to be a semi-divine celestial musician. You could be. Nobody said that you can't. You just gotta oh, look okay, it up. Okay, I have to tell you this really quick. Speaking of titles, Eric was just telling me. He's like, yeah, you can buy like a square foot of land in Scotland and be considered a lord. Like you can actually put that like as your title. And he's like, I'm gonna do it. And I was like, he's like, I just want to even have a house. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I just want to be able to put lord on my cards. So. As well as legends from Greek mythology, which were named nymphs. Oh, love Greek mythology. Homer, who was the genie of Arabic mythology and folklore characters from the Arctic people and indigenous Americans. So these are kind of all the different people and like uh, groups of people, colonies, uh, different parts uh, throughout time on where fairies or nymphs or all sorts of kind of fairy-like creatures came about. Okay. So, the more modern depiction of fairies okay. is ones that come out of children's stories. These stories have actually been driven from many olden age stories that once were serious and said to be sinister folklore traditions. Okay. So, back then, fairies were more, like, believed and more thought to be more of a evil, sinister thing yeah. rather now than, like, this, oh, wow, So beautiful, so magic. Yeah. yeah. So... Fairies used to be considered dangerous and even feared powerful beings. They are. That could be friendly to humans, but were more known to be cruel and mischievous. They are. Really? That's what I'm saying. Don't mess with them. Don't mess with them. <laughs> Unless you want your life messed up. You can work with the fae. Okay? But it's a lot. I know I sound like a psychopath right now, but if you're a witch and you choose to work with the fae, that's a dangerous game. Like, they'll leave you gifts. Mm-hmm. And if you accept your gift, their gift, that means you're, like, initiating with them. So, like, you have to, you know, you don't accept the gift. You say, I appreciate your gift, but I do not accept this. Like, mm-hmm. something like that. But, like, 
you can work with that fan, they can do really good things for you, but if you fuck a little thing, they will fuck with you. <laughs> Listen, I know I sound crazy. Straight from the mouth of Sierra. Straight from the mouth of Sierra from TikTok and reading about witchcraft. <laughs> Fairies generally are portrayed as beautiful or handsome and have lives similar to humans but are known to live longer and age slower. They are said to have no souls, and they actually literally perish at death. Like, just... Poof. Yeah. Did you ever watch... Did you watch The Witcher? Yeah. <laughs> With their, like, fucking pointies at the elves. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Eric say that sometimes. They're just like, fucking pointies. Because <laughs> their ears... Sorry, I just thought that was funny. I know elves and fairies aren't the same thing, but it's... It's fine. The elven. <laughs> um, so, fairies have been known to actually take children away from their homes and replace them with changelings. And what a changeling is, is a deformed or diabolical offspring of fairies or elves. Mm-hmm. So, I've heard a lot of stories about that, um, like, that were based out of, like, Ireland or Scotland, the mm-hmm. changeling things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have also been known to lead adults off to fairy lands, which have been somewhat portrayed as, like, pre-Christian lands of, like, for the dead, like, a sense of heaven. Okay, but, like, if a fae wants to, like, lead me off into a fairy land do it well it is said that if you eat or drink anything from the fairyland you may never return home that's fine i'll stay there i'll be there i'll be the servant it's fine i'll clean the house for you i'll make you coffee no problem no problem at all fairies and human lovers may marry but there are restrictions to the marriage oh and it oftentimes ends in the human's death okay female fairies have been considered very deadly to human lovers Okay, okay, I'm dang. You believe God is a woman. Dangerous woman. She was talking about fairies. (laughs) Fairies are said to be the size of a human or smaller, and they can go all the way down to three inches or 7.5 centimeters or less. Mm -hmm. Just to give you a general idea. Very, very tiny. Very little. Female fairies are known to be able to tell fortunes, more specifically prophecies of birth or even foretelling of death. Oh, okay. So that seems to be a very They're like their thing. own tarot card. Yeah, yeah. They just have it in their brain. There are several different herbs that are actually known to be deadly towards fairies. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, two of them are St. John's Wurt and Yarrow. There is also plants and trees that are considered very dear to a fairy and that destroying them can cause serious consequences. Mm, I'm telling you. So, like, hawthorn trees, foxglove, and groundsel. I knew about the foxglove. I've heard about that. And hawthorn trees. I've heard about, I've heard about the um, herb. Mm-hmm. One herb. So, fairy folklore is highly popular in areas like Ireland, Cornwall, Wales, and Scotland. This is why we need to move to Ireland. This is where we belong. It really is. We really yeah. do belong in Ireland. Yeah. We don't belong here. <laughs> I tell Eric all the time, could we just, like, move? Could we just, like, leave? <laughs> Please. Fairies pop up all over in many literature writings from Middle Ages and even appear in writings of Italians Matteo Bord, Ludovicio Aricio, Aristo, and... Writers like Edmund Spencer, Charles Perrault, and Dan Haynes Christian Anderson. Okay, Dan Haynes Christian Anderson. Now, some little mini stories. Okay, I'm ready. Mab. Mab. Also called Queen Mab. Okay. In English folklore, the queen of the fairies. Okay. That is who Mab is. Okay. Mab 
is a mischievous but basically benevolent figure in William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. She is referred to as the fairy's midwife who delivers sleeping men of their innermost wishes in the forms of dreams. Mm-hmm. I read Romeo and Juliet, sorry. <laughs> I was like, that's who she is. <laughs> in Michael Drayton's mock epic fairy poem, Nymphibia, Phidia? Nymphidia, from 1627, she is the wife of the fairy king Oberon Mm-hmm. And is the queen of the diminutive fairies. Oh my God, I'm gonna go home and just read so much about fairies now. <laughs> <laughs> Lord help me. So Mab is sometimes also portrayed in works by Ben Johnson, John Middleton, and Robert Hedrick, like some of their things, writings, like readings, writings, whatever, mm-hmm. um, as a pixie-like fairy. Okay. Her place as queen of the fairies in English folklore was eventually taken over by Tatiana. Okay, Tatiana. Okay, so our next little mini story is about Lumet. Mm-hmm. It's a Lithuanian Lumet or DVA in Baltic folklore. Mm-hmm. It is a fairy who appears as a beautiful naked maiden with long fair hair. Lumets dwell, that sounds a lot better. Lumets dwell in the forest near water or stones. Mm-hmm. Lumets are known for yearning for children but mm-hmm. unable to give birth, so they often kidnap babies to raise on their own. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they marry young men and become excellent wives, perfectly skilled in all domestic work. They are noted as swift spinners and weavers. When they spin on Thursday evenings and launder after sunset on the other days, no mortal woman is allowed to do the same. But, like, why? Because they're say. fairies? It doesn't say. You think you're privileged because you're a fairy? I, I mean, you kind of I'm are. disrespectful. <laughs> Okay, but, like, why was I not kidnapped as a child and raised as a fairy? Am I not good enough? Probably. (laughs) All right. Lumets are very temperamental. They are benevolent, motherly beings, helpful to orphans and poor girls, but are extremely vindictive when angered. Particularly by disrespectful men. Same, that's why I'm always mad at Eric. Because he's disrespectful. So by the 18th century, Lame was totally confused with Ragana and actually came to denote a witch or a hag oh. capable of changing into a snake or a toad. Okay, so they cute. were getting confused with this like witch phrase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only could a Lame fly, but she could also transform people into birds, dogs, horses, and dried up cow's milk. <laughs> She's like, what do you want to be turned into, sweetie? I want to be a bird. Dried up horse milk. <laughs> All right. So, one of these fairy stories that I watched the movie for when I was younger, and I was very interested by, and I kept thinking about this past week, which is why I wanted to do this. So, this is the story of the Cottingling fairies. Two cousins, Elsie and Francis Wright, Elsie, 16, and Francis, 9, mm-hmm. who lived in Cottingley, England in 1917, had two famous and now infamous photos be brought to the public. Okay. So, a little backstory on Francis. Her and her mother, around the age of nine, uh, moved to England from South Africa and actually moved in with, like, her mother's brother until, I guess, maybe they could, like, get on their feet because mm-hmm. they didn't stay there, like forever yeah uh so then her and elsie kind of like kicked it off and were like best cuz you know? it's pretty so, big wait how much how old was the other one 
Uh, Elsie was 16 and Francis was 9. It's a pretty big age gap. It is. That's surprising that they got along. It is like so the well. 1970s. That's true. Like 1900s, mm-hmm. early 1900s. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's like more common. The picture first came into view to writer Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who was the author of Sherlock Holmes. Now, there was a more in-depth, like, behind-the-scenes story mm-hmm. <clears throat> on how this came into Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's hands. It basically came from, like, another writer yeah. that was, like, interviewing the family and, like, had a more personal relationship with them before it went to him. Okay. So, he actually used them as illustrations in his article about fairies. Oh, okay. So, Doyle was known as a spiritualist and actually claimed that these two photos from Elsie and Francis were physically and clear evidence that fairies existed. At the time, that's what they believed. Mm-hmm. Okay. The public's reaction to this article was extremely mixed. So, some believe that the images were true. Others believe that they were just an outright fake and just a wild imagination of a child. Yeah. So, after 1921, the commotion about the Conningling fairies declines, and then both the girls just kind of went on with their lives. They grew up, married, had children, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So, in 1966, a reporter from the Daily Express newspaper actually found Elsie, who was the 16-year-old, who returned from the United Kingdom, or returned to the United Kingdom, and she stated that she believed she had photographed her thoughts and this interview made the Connelly Fairy stories get pushed back into the public eye. Mm-hmm. So in the 1980s, Elsie and Francis eventually admitted that the photographs were fake. Damn. Yeah. So the girls had used cardboard cutouts of fairies that they had found in a popular children's book, but Francis 100% believes and was very, very certain during many interviews that the fifth and the final photograph were actually real, genuine photos. Okay, so what the So the very one? last one, I know, was the one with the uh, the fairies in the circle. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other one, I don't know what the fifth one was. But I know the very last one was, it was like a circle of fairies. Just okay. in the grass. So to this day, like, even all the way up until her death, and even her, um, like, descendants, like mm-hmm. her children's children, they all believe that Francis was 100% true on that that was a real picture of real fairies. And I even, like, was watching an interview with, I think it was Francis's daughter, mm-hmm. um, standing there like, yes, like, I believe my mom, like, yeah, she thinks that this is real, so I believe that's real, hmm. too. So, yeah, so that was kind of just, like, left at that. I see. See, the fifth photo does look, like, less fake. Like, they're more see-through, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that's not really a thing that you can, like, Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, especially since there wasn't that kind of stuff back then. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's the small legend of fairies. Okay. Face, chest, and picket. The The picket, that. All right, guys, I think it's time for us to leave now. So we're going to head on out, and we will see you for Epi 14. Yes, it shall be a good one. Yes. I promise. So excited. Okay. Bye. Hey, guys, Sierra here from Killer's Crime and Coffee. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook at Killer's Crime and Coffee, a true crime and paranormal podcast. Instagram at Killer's Crime Coffee Pod or our website at killerscrimecoffee.wixsite.com. 
You can email us any story suggestions or feedback at killerscrimecoffeepod at gmail.com. Make sure to follow our friend Kobe, who made our awesome intro music at C-O-B-Y.C-O-N-R-A-D-D-D-D, Kobe.Conrad, where you can also find the link to his personal music. Don't forget to follow us on Amazon and Spotify Music.